That he will reveal himself in me. That he will reveal himself in you. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, minister your word to us. I'm just a vessel before you. Speak through me your words. Anoint the ears of your people. Anoint my lips and my tongue to speak the word which is needful for the season. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. Pastor Fami, I have the experience now. I can I can feel the presence. So there is a possibility for us to be in an atmosphere and yet not feel. Now I can feel. It's as if the Holy Ghost is all over me. It's good, well done, well done. Strategic position. So those here, you begin to experience what I experience when I stand. Yeah, it's also fire of the Lord. Mine is the breeze of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. Okay, so last week I started explaining. Are you giving me a board? Eh? It's good. Okay. I started explaining something about the significance of the light and the light that we are exposed to and then the kind of sound that we hear. Many have had different sounds, spiritually speaking, and it has changed their lives. Others have also had other sounds, which has caused a lot of degeneration in their lives. It is a reason why you need to really guard the gates to your innermost being. I told you that though our bodies appear just like this, and you cannot really see the reality of your spirit some way somehow what we allow through our ears has a way of influencing the kind of spiritual atmosphere we find ourselves in so you can open up your ears to listen to some things and that will produce a lot of fleshly desires and you can open your ears to receive other things that are so beneficial to your spiritual maturity. I believe by the end of this message, we'll be able to filter out the different kinds of lights that we are exposed to, no matter how beautiful, how pleasant they might appear. The Bible talks about even how the enemy 
can appear as an angel of light. You can imagine. Someone will say, oh, I had a very beautiful experience where I saw, I saw the light of God and all that. All you need was an angel of darkness that appeared as an angel of light. He manifested as an angel of light. So if the heart is not properly guided and the heart is not discerning enough, you'll be exposed to a lot of deception. Deception even when you think it is the way of life. So I pray for a discerning heart for everyone seated here so that you can be able to filter out the words that are life. You can be able to filter out the words that are not beneficial to your spiritual maturity. Because what you hear really affects you. Sometimes in the intellectual sentence, you'll be so surprised that a lecturer may be joking and it will say something in opposition to your faith. And you have, you will not think that this is something that is serious, but some way, somehow, it begins to become a stronghold in your mind. That's the reason why when many people go to the tertiary set and they feel that they have become wiser. And you hear people talking about religion, then they can define it. Like, you know, when people find themselves in a certain level, they think that they have grown. They feel that they have become much. I don't know whether you've experienced that. I've observed many of such things a few years ago. Because you appear to be in the tertiary or you've gone to school small, they, they begin to think in a certain way. They begin to despise spiritual things. They begin to see, you know, the excesses are there. I do not deny the fact that there can be so many wrong things, yes. And, but all the same, it does not dispute the fact that there is the authentic life. There's that which is real. Hallelujah. But people think they have become wiser and then they start talking like, or begin to prove that they, they want to go through the scientific process to, to show that they are, they have gone to school. And when you look at all these things, it's one of the things why God didn't use many men like that. So it's likely that when you take uh, a greater percentage of the world, many of the people that are responding to spiritual things uh, might not really be found in in the world of intellectualism because you have been programmed to think in a certain way but you rather think that we have been programmed to think in a certain way your mind has been enslaved so now you only operate within the confines of intellectualism you do not allow yourself to go beyond what you see. Meanwhile, it is clearly exposed in the scriptures that everything that we see here, its influence is from the spirit. Sometimes it's funny when we think that all the, uh, the physical advancement, scientific advancement that we do, we think most of them are from... <laughs> 
There are many things you do not know. There are many things that you do not know. It's because someone wrote it down for you to come and read. You still do not understand the source. You only think that it is physical law of celebration. It is someone's writing. Do you know the source of it? Do you know how we got it? Says that in him are hidden all treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And all over us there are a lot of spiritual beings that possess a lot of a lot of knowledge, a lot of mysteries. And as I said earlier, depending on the kind of sound and light you expose to, you have a certain amount of knowledge or conviction in whatever you believe in. So when it comes to spirituality, it now appears that the people that think that they are quite advanced in terms of knowledge, it seems to be rather inversely proportional. Hallelujah. Inversely proportional. The only advantage of our intellectual advancement is the ability to present properly, to to give a lot of exposition or less exegesis about a matter. So, for instance, you have one like Paul or one like Apollos that is a little bit learned. So, because of his background of intellectualism, his relationship in religion, like with the doctors of the law and all that, he has a way of presenting very well so they might believe the same truth paul apollos peter the foundation is jesus you get it but some way somehow the advantage that paul had was the ability to present whatever god gave him by wisdom he may refer to himself as a wise master builder you get it so god gave him that grace but interestingly, not everybody that seemed to be in that state of the Apostle Paul can do that. So Paul even didn't do that on its own. It was just an advantage of his upbringing. Even with that one, it was by the revelation of the Spirit. So he made reference to the Spirit of Revelation at work. You get it? That's how Paul was able to bring out the beautiful mysteries that we find in the scriptures. But interestingly, many people that gave themselves only to intellectualism are not able to make a lot of advancement in the realms of the spirit because they find no need for spiritual maturity. Why? Because they feel that, okay, I've gone to school. Okay, now I have a good job. I'm working. What do I need? And they have the notion that if people are praying, which seems to be true in this part of our world, if people are praying, we are praying because of what we want to eat or what we want to order, what we want to spend. So, even when it comes to prayer, there seems to be a reason why we do not receive answer prayers. I don't know what are you get. The Bible says that you pray and you receive not. You ask and you receive not. Why? Because you pray amiss. And why are you praying amiss? 
Why is it amiss? Because it's not in line with God's word. It's because you want to spend it on your last, on your on your lustful desires. So it means that now you brought yourself into the picture. Only you. Only me. So that would be what selfishness. It is not in that community of love. And when that happens, it means that your operation is not with the, it's not inspired by the Holy Spirit. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is a spirit of love and he has shed his love abroad in our hearts. So if there should be any kind of prayer, even in the line of provision or in the line of asking for something from God, it should be because of the community. Do you get it? It should it should it should be something that is broad. But if it is just for your sake, God will not even hand it over to you because God knows that if you don't take it, this thing might destroy you. Am I making sense? So, a lot of the people that seem to be intellectual seem to have everything that they want. That is not always the case though, but then at least your provision for your day-to-day, I mean, movement, your what you eat, where you sleep, at least you, you get that though you deserve for more. And then they seem to see that, ah, there's people that seem to be praying almost every time. You are praying in the morning, afternoon, evening. Sometimes 12 hours prayer, 6 hours prayer. And still, they are not seeing, they do not see the answers to your prayers. Remember, I've already established the reason why we do not receive certain answers to our prayers. Because we pray amiss. And it's because the intention of your prayer is to spend on your last four desires. Which will later harm you. Because it is not done in love, in the spirit of love. Am I making sense? So I think we've, we've settled that. So now, these people on the other side begin to behold and they say that, okay, so what about the reason for which you want me to come into the faith? I feel I am okay. I've not seen my need for your God because I think I'm better off than you. So have you seen how you can become so limited, the limitation of intellectualism if you're not exposed to the light of God? So now you get to that place where you think that you're self-dependent, you can, you can, you're independent, you don't depend on anyone, you are strong on your, on your own. What is it that spiritual people need? Uh, majority that you know, 80% they are looking for what they will get from God. And actually that could not be a bait to draw such people into your faith. Hallelujah. So they need to be for this pursuit. There should be a clearly defined reason why we are following this. And this is where we have to go into the origins. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is where we have to go to the origins. Because many people living, they have no idea. Like if you ask them some of the social of they, they can't explain how they found themselves here. This is the reason why when you look into the people that practice the most of the Eastern religions, there are so many. But then there are a few lessons of spirituality that you can draw from them. They get to a place where they feel that this is there's really no need for the burden, have you seen a lustful monk before? 
hardly, maybe there are a few. There. It's like all that they think is to become enlightened, to be filled with light. They want to find the reason, the reason for their existence. They know that it's beyond this. Some way, somehow, they understand that this place is just limited. There is more about the human spirit. There is more about the soul of man, which has to be explored. So now they are concerned more with that side of spirituality. That's why there seems to be a great gap between the Westerners and the Easterners. And now there is a lot of adoption of the Western life. I mean, Western life trying to infiltrate this part of our world and even some parts of the Eastern. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? Yes, sir. So the light that you're exposed to is very, very important. Not all lights are lights. Some lights are darkness. I'm emphasizing on that. Sometimes the light that you're seeing is darkness. Darkness manifested as light. It is my prayer that Lord will deliver us from any form of darkness that appears as light in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, to Second Corinthians 5 17. Let's go. So we are still talking about God's global vision. Say God's global vision. God's global vision. Hello. Let me give you a scenario before. When it comes to employment or when it comes to sometimes uh, certain scholarships or or certain kinds of job have you realized that there is an ancient limitation so there's some certain scholarships will tell you okay if you are not if you are beyond 35 years we won't give it to you certain jobs you have to be within The military, I think, 25 years or 27 years. Just that in our part of the world, some way, somehow, you can have people use their football age too. So you can see a man that is maybe 35 years by football age, maybe 25 years. And then <laughs> he will find his way into the... <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Certain jobs certain positions they require certain age limit why first of all they look at the strength and then your mental capabilities you know they are very intelligent people like some of you are very intelligent some some of you are even sharper than your professors do you know why you are sharper your professor the reason why he can remember all this because he has been lecturing that lecture for uh, for many years but when it comes to you, see, you, you can remember so many things. Right? If your professor should go and write, you are combining so many things. If your professor should go and write that thing, 
It will be difficult. He won't be able to remember. He might have done it. You see? So some of you are very sharp. But if you go beyond a certain age, you begin to struggle. Sometimes you struggle to remember. So these people know. They know that ah, if we employ someone that is 40 years, if we don't take care, every looking at the kind of job we want to be done. If we don't take care, every week, this person will give an excuse. There are certain jobs they don't want females. You know why? Today, stomach menstrual cramps. Today, pregnancy. Even when they give you limit by time, after nine months now, another what? Pregnancy. Then you'll be taking leave, leave, leave. It's reducing what? Productive hours. That's why they, they wouldn't want to give to you. Why? They are looking for the best. The best of the best. The best strength. The best mental capabilities. To do the work. not saying why God loved young people. God loves everyone, but I mean God loves the strength of a young man. Many of our old people, when they get to a certain stage of life, no matter how uh, they played in their youthful years, sometimes they advise you and tell you, these things are not meaningful. Especially those that come to enlightenment, those that are waking at the end of their lives, they realize that, why didn't I use all these productive years I had for such a beautiful word cause, like to pursue this thing that I've now discovered as purpose? Why didn't I use it? But when they are speaking to you, you won't see it. You know why you won't see it? Because you are in the peak of your it's like the joy that you are, you are you're experiencing from the environment, you don't want to leave it. And now you'll be thinking that ah, by your time you also enjoyed it. Leave my life for me. But then you also get there and your advice will be ignored. It is not easy to receive the counsel that I'm giving to you at this your age. As young as you are, if you are below 40, don't wait till you get to 60 before you remember the Lord. You need to remember the Lord in the days of your youth. Because even if our environment is looking for youthful people, usually the population, a country can look at the nature of the its people and we can project whether it's there's going to be a bright future or not. Some population is old, old, old people. It means that as the old people are dying, what is happening? Gradually, you are going to extinction. Are we here? So the strength of a young man, the strength of a young woman, you have so much abilities. And if you can have time dedicated to the service of the Lord, if you can have time 
to spend with the Lord. God is going to reveal the plans to you. Even if it doesn't come like you opening the books, God has a way of, of altering your steps in His Word. He will lead you into it. He will lead you into God's purpose for your life. So at this point of your life, everything that you should be praying about is what is my role in God's global vision? Many people missed it. Many people missed it. And unfortunately, it's very difficult to to repeat or it's very difficult to repeat or like sometimes in our world of this thing they can tell you okay you repeat a class but this one this one is very difficult it's very very difficult to repeat oh Lord allow me to make my mistake I'll come and then redo it and really don't you use the opportunity that is in your hands now young man the strength of a young man the passion and the desires of a young man allow it to be channeled into the right things and the right things I'm teaching you I have second Corinthians so last week I made mention to you that God has always been in that business of reconciliation and God has actually completed a work of reconciliation but it's just the limitation of our times that is ensuring that I mean this whole ministry of reconciliation as an ongoing uh, process because of the limitation of time God has actually completed all of this in Christ so it says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself have committed unto us the ministry of what the reconciliation he has already come hasn't he come so it's a completed work and yet it's an ongoing work now you are responsible let's go and look at a few truths written in there our screens are not working eh? okay second corinthians I know most of you know the scripture. Okay, so let's read from 14. Second Corinthians 5, 14 to 21. Let me read. This is for the love of Christ constraining us for the love of Christ constraining us because we thus judge that if one died for all then we're all dead and that he died for all that they which live should henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. Do we see something here? How many of you believe that Jesus died? In fact, I know you have been preaching and that is the season we find ourselves in. He came, 
the passion the passion of Christ he loved and he gave himself so now we have all come to agreement that indeed he died for all so now logically speaking if he really died for all and then we are now living now our life is no longer unto ourselves but we live forward for him We live for him. Say, I live for him. I live for him. And, and that he died for all, that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So I want you to remember this in this our life, your entire life. Remember this one scripture that he died for all. He died for me. Make it personal. Therefore, I live not unto myself, but I live unto him. If you can really put this thing into perspective, you'll see how your life will be guided. Mm. And when, when this happens, you know, it's even going to shape in how you pray. You know, God listens. The Bible says that his ears are open unto our prayers. cares for us. Don't you believe that he cares for us? So why is that you keep on asking and he it seems he's not minding you? How many of you have felt that way before? That you pray for a particular need and God you know my need, you know my problems, you know my challenges and all that and you still you, you seem not to find your way clearly. He cares for you. So what is the, what is the hindering force? What is it that might be hindering? consciousness the scripture that i'm talking about that my life do you think jesus lacked anything you might depend on how you see it because the thing that you thought were things that jesus might have needed there are things that you you think you needed if he needed them, he could bring them even when it came to um his rescue he said he could call i mean someone that would deal with demons someone that could I mean, angels will come and minister to him after fasting. I mean, someone that could talk to the Lord, talk to the Holy Spirit, can do anything. Do you think he would ever like anything? No. Priorities. He knew what he wanted. And there were all the things that you, you want. But if you can now see yourself as one that is living for him. Now imagine what he says of them. The abilities that he had. You begin to operate in it. Sometimes it is true that we desire the abilities to operate in him. I'm bringing that question back to solve that thing. You know, I know most of you sometimes desire to see miracles, you desire to see strange manifestations of the Spirit in your life. You desire so many beautiful, amazing spiritual gifts. And and in your mind, ah, but I still forgot to work. So why is God not handing over this to me? Do you know why? Because you want it for sure. 
You want it for sure. That is, that, that, that is it. You see, when it comes to God, I've been telling you that the, the, the pureness, the purity of your heart, it really matters. How genuine are you? Tell me, begin to scan yourself right now. And tell me why I wanted to. You wanted to operate in this gate or something. Some is genuine. If it is genuine, you see, it's a gradual process. So God has a way of graduating you. So your faith is built little by little. You see little things happening, then God begins to shift you into mightier things. God knows how He He takes you through. You get it. So that is fine. If the intention is genuine, you will definitely at the right time be released into into that place. And many of you, God has confirmed them to you. You never thought of them. Sometimes you decided because of the work of the ministry. Sometimes God reveals them to you in your in your dreams, your visions, experiences, prophecies. That is amazing. It shows what God's plan is for you. But now, how genuine is your heart? For what reason do you want to walk in this enormous wealth? For what reason do you want to have this manifestation of the Spirit everywhere you go? What is the intention? That they will see that me too. I can sing as I sing. Then things will be happening. I think every singer at the point has thought, has imagined like things like that before. The singers here, have you, have you imagined things like that before? You can imagine yourself singing. Now ask yourself, what was the motive? It's still worship. But then, in the heart of hearts. In the heart Wow, this guy is amazing. Then you can, you can start imagining yourself. Then I'll be invited to the region. I'll be invited to America. Go to, to get to a point, right? You even despise. Now you need in your mind, then, if, 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 if you should be sincere, just look with this. Be genuine to yourself. Look into your heart. And then see, from the beginning, you'll be okay with, okay, I'm invited. Campus Ministries, yes. Wow, that's mighty. Then communities begin to invite you. Then regions begin to invite you. So you are all over the place. It will get to a point. You look down on them. Now you want invitations from Nigeria where they will honor you. Then at the point, no, you want US because you want pounds. No, watch, watch this. This thing is real. You don't know. It is written. It's the reason why sometimes many people get to a certain peak and then it is true their provisions and things have increased. It's just a few fathers that can be able to come that low. Because their level has changed. <laughs> You'll be saying, oh, man of God, I saw in my dream. He doesn't have any idea. They're saying, oh, you saw a UFO in your dream. You go to him God has not spoken to him about it. It will take something else for him to come to that level. How willing are we? How humble are we going to be when we are taken, we are lifted up to a certain stage of, of life in ministry? How do you know this is our heart? 
Many of you, the reason why you are not, you're not entered into that phase is because God is protecting you. Hallelujah. So that you hear a message like this and then begin to wipe it and tell the Lord to purify. He should wash your heart clean. He should purify your heart with his fires. He should, he should blow out the chaff out of the grains. Whatever mechanism he will use, he should make you clean and refine your motives. If you get this, no matter how great, how mighty the miracles are, the glory will be given to God. Because the truth of the matter is that you are not there to reveal yourself. Because yourself is dead. Hallelujah. You are there for Christ to be revealed. Amen. Let's go. You'll get it clearly as we go. Okay. So wherefore henceforth know we no man after the flesh. Yet though we have known Christ of the flesh, yet not henceforth knowing him no more. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things, 18, and all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ. All things are of God, who hath what? Reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I hope you understand what reconciliation is. Those of you in who knows a little long. Is it to wait that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself? Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Do you see, you see some features of God here? Like the character of God. So he says that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Now what did he do? He said not imputing the trespasses of what? Their trespasses unto them and have committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We learn so many things about the nature of God. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. Now then we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's death, be ye reconciled to God. And it says that for he hath made him to be saved. For us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Let's all read the verse 21. Let's go. For he had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So we discover two main things here. First of all, the ministry of reconciliation, which 
has now been given to us. And when he did that, what did he do? He did not impede the trespasses of men against them. One of the things that should happen in the life of a believer is to learn from this act of God. How do you believe that Jesus went through some of the worst? I mean, the worst of the worst of, I mean, <laughs> like treatments that you could ever imagine. How many of you in your right senses can say, Lord, forgive them, for they know not what they do? Talk to me. Talk to me how? How many of you? Jesus' heart was something. You can see somebody trying to cut you. And your prayer for the person is God forgive him for he knows not what they do. How many of us can do that? And I don't know you just easily retaliate because it's it's self-defense. I saw a video. A video circulating and some motor riders were trying to chase a man in a nice white SUV. Then at a point around the airport area. Then he stopped. When he stopped, the motor riders also stopped. I don't know what they were trying to remove. I don't I can't tell what it is. But the man says that this this was danger. The fact that he stopped, and they also stopped, and he turned the car and ran over them. <laughs> yeah, he sends the self-defense. In this day, the world has become <laughs> the world has become scary. The danger has not even happened. <laughs> or oh, he sensed it coming. So he had to defend himself. Anyway, that's something different. But there's something that we need to learn from here. The character of our God. A very, very, very bonnet. So merciful. Amen. Okay, so we have been made ambassadors. Who is that ambassador? We say you're an ambassador. Who's an ambassador? Okay. So you've heard of high commissioners in Ghana, like Asen. Then you've heard of ambassadors. So for instance, let me use US as an example. If someone else finds himself, I'm using U.S. because they are very powerful. If someone finds himself in another country, outside the territory of the U.S., and he happens to be a citizen, once that man enters into that premises, he is safe. And 
it will be a bad move on the side of the opposition or whoever is trying to uh, attack that young man to actually come and attack the U.S. Embassy. It's like you are in a different land, but you you are immune. Nobody can attack you. Why? Because there is a superpower backing you. And if anything should go wrong, U.S. having one of the strongest armies in the world. People are you fear. You won't just what attack the place like that. And whoever has been appointed can be likened to one who is like the president. Hallelujah. He's not a president too, but then he is there with the backing, the authority. I say the entire state is backing him. I don't know whether you get a scenario. Let's go. Now it says, now then, remember, he established the fact that God was in Christ reconciling the order unto himself. And he has done that. So that work that he did in Christ now has been committed to you and I. So the same authority that whatever work that was done has now been handed over because it's the same work that you are going to continue to do. So if Peter could actually meditate on this word, you realize that we are not ordinary. Hallelujah. Say, I'm not ordinary. I'm not ordinary. We are not ordinary. So now then, based on what has been said earlier, he has committed to the word of reconciliation. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. So now, as I said, now God is what? Is talking. As I said, now God is the one speaking and drawing me into the kingdom. Many people have still not understood this work. Upon all the exposition that has been done in the scripture, people can quote, even human being Christ is a new creature, all things are passed away. You quote it like, I mean, you quote it like that. But you're not really sat down to think, meditate on it. When you meditate, is it that God was in Christ? So now, what he's saying is that whatever work you are doing is just exactly as if God was in you. It's very difficult for believers to, and the few that are able to pick it up, they're able to walk in in that level of authority no matter how you look down on them have you ever realized the confidence of most ministers that sometimes you don't even believe in 
Have you ever realized the confidence? What is it that they caught? That you have not caught yet? What is it that they caught about it? I have delivered you. You know, you might think that is a proud talk. Like, <laughs> my Jill, like, I don't know whether you, you get it. I don't know how you you understand it, but but there's something that they are convinced of that they know. It doesn't matter, matter how you describe it as whether they are using things or not using things, they are showing you authority. They are showing you authority proof. With proofs. You have where's your proof? The only thing that you can say, oh, cannibal people are following cannibal. You think Ghanaians are not wise? You think people are not wise? Let's go. So, for he had made him to be sin for us who in no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So, we have this thing is established that we have been made the righteousness of God. God is now in us. Just as he was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. And the word of reconciliation has been given unto us. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. That we might become what? The righteousness of God in him. Let's go to Romans chapter 1. And let's see something about the righteousness of God revealed. Maybe you appreciate it. Maybe you will still not get it. Ministry of reconciliation. Word of reconciliation. Forgiveness. Then what? Impartation of righteousness. Now we are coming to see what happens. Are we there? Romans 1. Romans 1. Okay, so I read. So this is still the Apostle Paul talking. Fourteen. He says, I adapt both to the Greeks and to the Papyrians. Both to the wise and to the unwise. So, do you know why he's using two opposite terms? Because in this world, we have what? Antonyms. <laughs> so, whichever category you find yourself, there will always be what? It's like this polar, like one opposite end of the pole, then there's another opposite end of the pole. So, whether you say wise or not wise, whether you say civilized or not civilized, whether you say black or white, it will all be one included. So he's living now. Now, based on the revelation that he has had, remember he wrote all these things that we, we have read now. Now he said that I am a debtor. Do you see that you owe like 
I don't know how you see it, but the conviction is like, I am responsible for some. Like, if I do not do this thing, like, woe unto me, this is what I am destined for. And until I do that, it means that I have not fulfilled my mission. I have not fulfilled my purpose, the conviction. He says as himself, like, if I don't do this, then I owe you a lot. So that was his motivation for his movement and everything, even in the state of weaknesses, is that he still wanted to go as far as he wanted to. As far as God would allow him to go. He was willing to preach in the whole world. Why? Because he feels that God has had mercy. God has called him and separated him from his mother's womb and has made him an apostle unto the nations. He feels that he was in the worst state, the worst state of all sinners, persecuted even the believers. God has had mercy and now has committed unto him this ministry of reconciliation. How do you see yourself right now? My prayer is that you see yourself in the light of this gospel and bring it. Now! Is that I am debtor both to the Greeks and to the barbarians, to the wise and to the unwise. So as much as in me is, I am ready. I am ready to preach. Let me say, say this. If you owe someone, you know, how does it does it feel like if you if, if you owe someone and you are not paying the person? Very, very, very discomfort, like on very uncomfortable. And so now let's look at this. Now you owe someone, and then you have the resources to pay the person. What do you do? What the thing that you do? You sort of go out. So I think I had a friend, and one day he won some bet. So I said, Hey, Charlie, you got the money. He said, Oh, no. The moment that money came, he used that money to sort out the things that he was owing. It means that if anybody has correct sense, if anybody is, is in his right mind and you owe, that owe, you know, is a very big burden. So the moment money lands into your account, you don't want you, you don't want anybody to come and trouble you. Sometimes owing people can be so you don't have to owe any money. <laughs> Only people can be some way, such, such that you will even go and borrow to come and work, to come and pay. So you still be, you still be owing. But then the burden, you ease the burden or the pressure that is coming from the other side. That is how serious it is. Uh. <laughs> Hallelujah! Is anybody understand what I'm saying? Are you here with me? Actually, are you here? Can you hear what the man of God is saying? So don't owe you money. Okay. So that's just a life advice for life. So now this is how positive. This is how you have to see yourself. There is something that has been committed into your hands. Life has been given to you. The ministry and the word of reconciliation that they gave to you. This is called ministry of life. Ministry of life. So life is meant to be what dispensed. So dispensation of life. And then you have become the dispenser. 
let me use those who have been dispensing drugs. If maybe you're a dispenser, you're supposed to dispense drugs, or maybe a pharmacist or med medicine counter assistant, and you have been employed, what do you do? What do you do? You go there, you start, if it is standing for more, no matter the number of hours, you must do your work because that's what, what you are being paid for. So people come, they bring you their prescription, then you take whatever they need for them. That's what you do. Most of us do not have an idea of what we are supposed to do or what we are meant for. Mm. And if you are a medical doctor, that is based on that you are paid. Don't you get it? Based on that, you receive your your your, your rewards or your monthly uh, salary or your wages, daily wages. Many of us are looking elsewhere, so we don't see the reward that comes with obedience to the word. Are we here? He said, I am debtor both to the Greeks. He said, I'm debtor to everybody. To the wise and to the unwise. And because of this, I am ready to preach the gospel. What is he owing the people? He is owing the people the gospel. So every opportunity to share the word, every opportunity to minister life to someone he doesn't let it go. I am better. I am a debtor. I am ready to preach the gospel. And the amazing thing about it is that God has linked your purpose to the preaching of the gospel. Remember, he established the fact that now we have become the righteousness of God in him. Hallelujah. So now your present state is that you are the righteousness of God in him. He became sin for us who, who knew no sin. He doesn't even know sin, but he became sin for us. That we might become the righteousness of God in him. So now in this same gospel, your new identity or this thing that we call the new creation about you is now revealed. So not even looking at the rewards or the pay that is to come. You just living how you are supposed to live. That alone is purposeful and that alone is fulfilling. I don't know what I'm making sense. That alone is fulfilling. It's just like having a phone with so many features and yet using it for only calls and and what? text messages the phone is not living up to it's doing one or two things but it's not living up to its expectation now phones are faster than computers mm -hmm. so certain computers phones haven't become computers so the phones that we are using right when we check you see that the RAM is even better than some computers you used some time ago now phones are having one terabyte and even space. Now you can do everything with phones. Are we here? You must see that you owe 
12. You owe the wise and the unwise, the civilized and the uncivilized. You must be a preacher. Okay. So he said, For I am not ashamed. It means that there's a possibility. This thing, if you don't put your mind there, if you don't take care, you'll be ashamed. But he emphatically states that I am not ashamed. For I am not ashamed. Have you realized that there are certain things you are not ashamed to do? How many of you are ashamed to go to the workplace? How many of you are ashamed to go to the workplace? No. How many of you are ashamed to have money? Who is, who is ashamed to have money? That's where your confidence comes. Because you know what is in your account. You know what is in your in your pocket. <laughs> the reason why when people get money, they begin to do show. No, they, they are not ashamed. Like, If you are not ashamed, you do show. With the name of Jesus. Please understand my show. I mean, you will be willing to preach him. You will be willing to announce him. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed. So I wanted you to understand something that there was a terminology that was used there. The righteousness of God. And now here to say that the righteousness of God. We know that yes, Jesus was the righteousness of God, but he became sin for us. Then we also became the righteousness of God. And now we know that whatever was committed to the Lord Jesus has been committed to our hands. And it's based on complete reliance on what he did. And this has now become our life's mission, our life's purpose, which we are not supposed to to be ashamed of so now living your life your new life which is the righteousness of god you know whatever you are you you have to expose yourself like Adam. for instance let's say you've attained a phd or you've attained uh, a certain certificate in your how do you call it unless you don't want to practice but if if you have a particular certificate what do you do? Because apparently, are you ashamed to be a doctor? You're not, because that is what, what you do. You see? Are you ashamed to become a, like, to do a PhD? No. Because very soon you have your line. Maybe you want to go into research or you want to go into uh, teaching or whatever you want to do. You are not ashamed. The same way as an ambassador of Christ. As a minister of life, with a ministry, with a word of reconciliation, are you ashamed? See yourself as owning the world. In the in the work setting, usually we say that we owe the customer a lot. When actually you can say the customer is actually bringing us what money, we are rendering services, but then we owe them a lot. Because we are, it's like 
we are depending on ourselves. You render what good services to the customer. And the interesting thing about business, this business that we are doing, that many people do not know that they are sick. Many people have no idea that they are not well. Sometimes people come in and as they are, they do not know, they've worked with, they can see signs of sicknesses, but then it's like they've lived with it for many years. Then in the course of they preparing for traveling or something, then there was a screening done, then they, you detect that they are not well. Then they realize, oh, I'm not really well. In this world, everybody is not well. They are saying you are well because you met him. Everybody is not correct. Please don't misunderstand. Everybody needed a doctor. Everyone needed a savior. If you see the, the entire discourse, like when you read the book of Romans, you, you see what I'm talking about. All was concluded as people that are not well. Romans 3.23 Ah, say it. Whoa, whoa. So do you understand by what I mean by not well? So not being well, not healthy means not being in that complete state of I mean, well-being. I mean, being okay. And in actual sense, man was made for glory. Or man was made to reveal the glory of God. And now man has fallen from glory, operating below glory. So man is not well. And man has to be made well. Hallelujah. So understand my context. So people are walking in, they are not well, but many of them do not know that they are not well. And others, some way, somehow, because of the direction of their consciousness, they are getting to a word that ah, there is something I need. I need a savior. I need, I need, I need something. I need life. That is what causes men to go on a search for God. Because there's some hunger within. Others have closed their mind. It's very difficult to bring them back. Some you have to constantly remind them. But everybody is not well. So when he realized that, yes, people are not well, some are conscious of it, some are not conscious of it, then that is, I, it is my responsibility to now minister life to them. I'm a minister of life. So for if the ministry of condemnation be that glorious, how much more the ministration of life exceed in glory. If what was likened to death was even has some form of life, how much more now that life has come? Greater glories. So for daring is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. So now, in the preaching, in the responsibility that you take upon yourself, now you, your true nature, which is in God, which is the right, which is the righteousness of God, is even revealed. That's why when we are living, we live no longer to ourselves, but we live unto Him because we do not have anything that we call of our own. 
I don't know whether it's making sense to you. So your true nature, your purpose is revealed in this. That's why the other time when I was, I was teaching, uh, I, I read Ephesians chapter 1 for you. Both global Ephesians. That in the dispensation of the fullness of time, that he might gather everything up in Christ. Oh, it's only him that matters. Nothing else. And the beautiful thing is that it is in him that we are complete. Hallelujah. So when we are saying that it's only him that matters, we are not ignoring all other things. What we are trying to say is that all other things not plugged into his life. That is what is not life. But then, in actual sense, is that all things are of God. Hallelujah. So if we can find the right source and plug ourselves into the right source, there is completeness and balance across every endeavor of life. That's the point I'm trying to establish. So it is He that makes us complete. It is He that makes us whole. In terms of knowledge, in terms of understanding, in terms of power, in terms of redemption, in terms of sanctification, anything that you can think about, it is Him that makes us whole. We have Him in us. God was in Christ. God was in Christ. Christ in us. Be the righteousness of God. As we are bold, the righteousness of God is revealed. When it is revealed, what happens? Many are drawn into the light. And God's aim, God's global vision, what he has always been thinking of, summing up everything into Christ, is, 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 is completed. Because now you draw into the kingdom. You have been called of God. All that I'm saying today is that you have been called of God. And this message that was written here, it is not for Paul, it is not for uh, people that you think are, are believers in terms of like, oh, these are for the strong believers. He said, if any man be in Christ, who is in Christ here? How many of you believe that you are in Christ? He said, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Many of us now believe that we are in Christ. Now let all those old things pass away. That mentality of the old man, let it go. That I cannot do. I cannot do this. I cannot. Most of us, we are entertaining the mentality of the old. Is the reason why we have restricted ourselves so much. And we are not making much spiritual advancement in God. New creation operating with the old mindset. You will not produce fruits. You can't operate. It's a new computer. It's a new operating system. So now change your mind. As I'm teaching you this, your mind should be changed. That I own the world life. I am a debtor both to the Greek and to the I'm a debtor to Africans and Nigerians, to every Ghanaian. I owe them what Christ. 
and my responsibility is to make Christ known to make his name known in doing that I have become more of who God made me to be because I have become the righteousness of God in him and as I announce as I make myself available to preach the gospel the life of God is revealed in me and I become fulfilled because I'm clearing my debt by dispensing life life that is my work that is what I'm being paid for God is your rewarder and he said he will not leave you alone if only you can have the right mindset you can you'll be able to access the tremendous power made available let's read Acts chapter 2 and then we are done Acts chapter 2 Acts chapter 2 so this one speaks about another kind of sound hallelujah so if you are looking down on yourself thinking I cannot do I cannot do remember the lights the kind of light you are receiving remember the sound that you are hearing I'm not coming to show you the sound that you are supposed to hear Thank you, Jesus. Are we there? Acts chapter 2, verse 1. It says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly, say suddenly, suddenly. there came a sound. What came? So it said, A sound from heaven. So there are sounds. You can hear a lot of sounds around you from your home, from, but then there are sounds from what? <laughs> Ask your neighbor, what sound have you been hearing? Sometimes some of the sounds we have been hearing, they can be so deceptive. It's just like a woman lying to a woman. It's like, like a man lying to a woman. The man will say, lies and lies and and the, and the lady will just be happy and be believing all of it until the unexpected broken heart happens. That of sound. Even if it's deceptive, you still want to hear. <laughs> Somebody said that a boy will tell you that you are the only flower in my garden. And the lady asks, which flower, which garden have you seen with only one flower before? Special flower, maybe special flower. That would be a nice sort of deception to, to make her feel good. <laughs> this is lying to you. Are you good? I pray that you hear the sound from heaven in Jesus' name. I numb every sound that you hear from your flesh in the name of Jesus. Any sound that tells you that you cannot do in the name of Jesus by the rushing mighty wind of the Spirit. We throw away those sounds in the name of Jesus. We overthrow those sounds in the name of Jesus. 
I pray that your ears be open to the sound from heaven. He said, on the day of Pentecost, they were with one accord. They were in the upper room. And then there came a sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. Remember Jesus promised them. Jesus spoke of great and mighty things which will be done. Jesus spoke about the powerful move of God that will be witnessed on the earth. And he told them, let's wait for the power. Let's wait for the Holy Spirit. So they were in waiting. And then he came. And there appeared unto them. Bible said that suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of the mighty rushing, rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. You see, it filled all the house they were sitting. Ask yourself, what sound have you been, has been filling your, 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 your house? <laughs> what was the sound that filled where they were, they were sitting? Most of us, the sound that fills our houses, they are sounds of things that will not promote your spiritual growth. Those are the things that we hear. And you know the impact it has on your body. It now fuels you. It provides you the energy to do the things you do not want to do. Because that is not the ordained sound for you. Many of us feel like we are playing a home theater. All sort of sounds that pollute our minds. You think that, oh, I'm just listening to music. Oh, it's just, it's just little pastor cry. Why? It's music. It's music. There are different kinds of music. So let's be mindful of what we hear. Remember, you have been called according to purpose. And the kind of atmosphere you find yourself in, it will give you the needed strength to fulfill your purpose. Just as we need food to gain energy to do what we are called for. The same way, there's a certain atmosphere that you always have to be in to ensure that there's a constant supply of energy for the Lord's work. So creating a good atmosphere. Imagine you keep on listening to the messages. You receive innermost strength, you receive the fire in you. Imagine you are listening to worship, so you feel like worshiping the Lord, you'll be filled with what? So much zeal, power, energy. But if you keep on listening to what this song, what, 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 what else do you expect? You feel like sleeping with the boy or sleeping with the lady or those things, those thoughts will start coming to you. Or can't you relate? Is it not true? Those are the things. So you should be able to separate them and create that atmosphere. This book. They were together with one accord. They had the same mind. And they, they, they were obeying the words of Jesus. That they shouldn't go anywhere, but they should wait on the Lord. As they were waiting, this was the encounter they had. The sound from heaven as of a mighty rushing wind. It came upon them. It filled the entire place where they were. And that was what led them into explosive, miraculous abilities. 
great signs and wonders. God accompanied his word with all the good things that you can imagine. Many souls were added to the church. People were drawn to the kingdom. That experience, Lord came to the Gentiles as well. Lord imparted his goodness, his righteousness in all those that came into contact with the believers. Why? Because there was an encounter. The sound filled their ears. It filled the place where they were. And in moments where they were so much persecuted, they always remembered that sound. And they always go back and create that atmosphere. And then they are rejuvenated. Then they go back in boldness. You need boldness to do this work. The abilities of God. The sound of God from heaven. They did great and mighty works for the kingdom. shall come to pass in the last day save God I'll pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams so Paul or Peter as a Peter started teaching explaining to them what has happened You need that sound from heaven. Let's be astounded. Remember these few things that you are in creation in Christ. God was in Christ, so God is in you. And Christ in you. Remember the ministry of reconciliation was the work that Christ came to be. That same ministry where of reconciliation has been committed to you. He has forgiven us. He imputes not our trespasses against us. He has sanctified us. Separated us for his good works. He has ordained us and established us. And then he has made us the righteousness of God in him. Therefore, we are not ashamed. Therefore, we take up the responsibility upon ourselves that we are debtors to the entire world. And we owe them the message of life. Therefore, we are not ashamed to proclaim the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. For this is the power of God unto salvation. To everyone that believes. So for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. God begins to reveal himself in us.
the genuineness of our intentions. Let doors be opened for proclamation of the gospel of our Lord Jesus. We pray for authorizers in season, out of season. Lord, inspire our speech, our words, our thoughts, and show us what to say at each time. We pray that even as we go this mission, let the righteousness of God be revealed. Let men to their kingdom. Let men be drawn to the kingdom. Let men be drawn to the kingdom. Let men be drawn to the kingdom. The word that we are ministers of the word of reconciliation, that this word will sink deeply into us to the point that it will eat in the name of Jesus. An avalanche of your provision comes to them. It shall be used for the right purpose in the name of Jesus. You realize the purpose of all the things you bring into our pastoral. Thank you for making us well changes, agents of change. Making us announcers of the good news. We thank you for this privilege to work together with you. Yes, Lord. This vineyard. Of yes, you, we appreciate you. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. I want you to shout a big amen and give a hand of praise to you.